Hello and welcome to Social Justice Matters, a podcast from Social Justice Ireland. I'm Michelle Murphy, Research and Policy Analyst with Social Justice Ireland. As regular listeners will know by now, we have three different types of podcast. Our seminar series is a look back at some of our conference and seminar presentations, where you can hear from people like Lena Carr, Anne Pettifor and Tony Fahey. Our 10-minute lesson series, where we give a brief overview of a policy topic, this is meant to be a useful introduction to an area that we hope our listeners will find interesting and useful. And our interview series, where we have a chat with experts on a range of policy areas. This is one of those. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Barbara Nolan, head of the European Commission representation in Ireland, to talk about the State of the European Union Address. Barbara, you are very welcome to our podcast series. To begin with, Barbara, you might tell us what is the State of the European Union Address and what is its purpose? Well, every year um, in September, the President of the European Commission reviews the State of the European Union and sets out uh, the EU's priorities for the year ahead. Uh, so it's basically an address, uh, a speech, if you like, to the European Parliament. And this particular um, event was instituted by the Lisbon Treaty to make the political life of the EU more democratic and transparent than it previously had been. So the Commission President sets out, if you like, the, the broad outline of the EU's priorities for the year ahead. Uh, and she also sets out in detail in a letter of intent, which accompanies this, the, the State of the Union speech, the actions that the European Commission uh, intends to take by means of legislation and other initiatives until the end of the following year. So this year it was basically looking ahead to 2023. The address is then followed by a, a debate in the European Parliament on the political situation uh, of the Union, uh, and that's called the State of the Union debate. So basically it's a big set piece occasion in the EU uh, political calendar. And this year, the pres President von der Leyen gave her State of the Union speech on the 14th of September. Uh, we in the Commission representation here in Dublin live streamed the speech in our offices, uh, where uh, every available seat was occupied, um, not just to listen to the speech, but also to hear uh, an analysis of the speech uh, afterwards by a panel of experts, uh, including European Commission, former European Commission Secretary General David O'Sullivan, academics Bridget Laffin and John O'Brennan, and Senator uh, Alice Mary Higgins. And I can attest, Barbara, to the fact that I was I joined that live stream and I could see that there, there was a full house there because obviously it was the first in-person event for a couple of years. But also I think the, the panel uh, discussion and the analysis afterwards, you know, was really valuable in terms of, I suppose, digging down into, you know, the messages that the, the president gave. And as you say, Barbara, she delivered this and this was her third President von der Leyen. It was her third State of the European Union address on the 14th of September. Now, her first was delivered against the backdrop of Brexit and the Northern Ireland Protocol. Her second against the backdrop of the COVID-19 pandemic. And her 2022 address against the backdrop of war in Ukraine, rising energy costs and extreme weather events in Europe. So can you outline for us what were the main 
themes or messages in President von der Leyen's address and then in her accompanying letter of intent? Well, you're absolutely right, Michelle, when you say uh, the, 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 the most recent speeches uh, over the last few years and indeed since uh, President von der Leyen took office have been all um, in so with the backdrop of various crises. I mean, the EU this year, the EU was just beginning to emerge from the COVID crisis when Russia launched its war of aggression against uh, Ukraine. Uh, and uh, basically, in her State of the Union speech, President von der Leyen uh, reaffirmed the EU's continued strong support for Ukraine and its people, uh, with President Zelensky's wife, Olena, as her special guest. She praised the courage of the Ukrainian people to resist uh, Putin's oppression. Uh, the war and its impact, including uh, sharp increases in energy prices and inflation that we're seeing now, uh, was the main focus of her speech. She pledged financial support and resources uh, to rebuild Ukraine and not to back down on sanctions. And indeed, today, the Commission is launching the eighth uh, package of sanctions against uh, Russia. Uh, and she undertook to find concrete ways uh, to lower people's energy bills, which is, of course, uh, of supreme importance at the moment. Uh, for example, she proposed a cap on the revenue of companies that produce electricity at low cost, which could raise an estimated 140 billion euros, which can be used to cushion the blow people are suffering in the member states uh, in relation to energy prices. And she also pledged to speed up investment in renewables, um, uh, as well as committing to a comprehensive reform of the electricity market. So a huge amount of uh, work in all of these uh, announcements. Um, and indeed, the, just to say, put this in context, I mean, this speech came at a very important time for the president as she's now uh, halfway through her mandate. A new European Commission will be appointed following the European Parliament elections in 2024. So, uh, you know, this is, I mean, there have been a huge number of initiatives already taken. If we think back to the European Green Deal, uh, all the things that we are doing on the environment uh, and in terms of renewables. Um, so we're building on all of that now halfway through the mandate. And the speech, I think, showed that the European Commission is ready to respond in the short, medium and long term to the many crises that will have been and will be triggered by Russia's illegal war of aggression on Ukraine. And I think it's fair to say President von der Leyen, she's been very proactive in terms of the energy crisis issue, in terms of uh, gas supplies and Indeed, as you mentioned, you know, the, the European Green Deal uh, prior to 2022 and the, the, the work on renewables and, you know, that will be expedited. And what really struck me, actually, when listening to her speech was the emphasis on solidarity. And I suppose when you remind us, Barbara, that she's halfway through her mandate now and she's, you know, had a very challenging mandate with, as we outlined, Brexit, the protocol, the pandemic and now war in Ukraine, I think you know, the, the emphasis on solidarity was, was so important. So, I mean, 
in terms of the address and I suppose also the emphasis on solidarity, what does this mean for the direction of policy at EU, EU level? You know, you mentioned renewables and the European Green Deal, but also at a member state level. And you might outline, you know, what potential impact this would have in Ireland, for example. Well, I think, you know, when she was speaking uh, about, um, uh, you know, the solidarity with the people of Ukraine, um, I mean, she emphasized that what is at stake here is not just about Ukraine, but it's about defending EU values, uh, such as freedom, democracy, human rights and the rule of law. And this is not just something in relation to Ukraine, obviously, this is for all our member states. This is what being part of the European uh, Union is and means. And, uh, you know, this is very relevant also for Ireland in terms of uh, uh, upholding and defending these EU values. Um, and I mean, while while the theme of energy crisis and increasing costs of fossil fuels uh, were highlighted, and indeed, I think this was one of the other key key points was that we need to be more um, to have more strategic autonomy. What does that mean? It means that we need to move away uh, from dependency, say over dependency on, for example, Russia for fossil fuels or China for raw materials. Um, the EU needs to not have to de depend on, if you like, uh, uh, states where which do not, for example, always uphold uh, uh, freedom, democracy and human rights. We need to have our own um, um, approach, uh, make ourselves self-sufficient, for example, in energy, uh, while meeting carbon neutral targets uh, that have gone already set out on the Green Deal. So this was a big, I, I think, message in our uh, in her speech uh, to really underline this need for Europe to sort of get its own act together and not be overly dependent on uh, perhaps sometimes unreliable partners. And I think, and, and I, I listening to her speech and her reference to values as well, and that it was not just a war, as you say, on Ukraine, but a war on energy, economy, values and future. And it struck me that, you know, her emphasis on solid, solidarity and raising those issues also tied in with the, you know, the discussions that were ongoing in terms of the the, the conference and the, the the future of Europe as well, and the topics that, that were discussed there. And I suppose we can perhaps see some strategic direction for, I suppose, the remainder of her, of her presidency, presidency. And I think I suppose in Irish terms, we can probably see the push. We we understand here nationally the the impact of the energy crisis and you know the the need to focus on renewables and generating our own renewables as well. And obviously, EU policy will have a significant impact for us at member state level because obviously we we've we've signed up to EU climate targets as well. But probably you might tell me now just a bit about the work of the European Commission representation in Ireland. I mean, I'm obviously well familiar with it, but a lot of our listen, listeners might not be. So what does the European Commission representation in Ireland do? Um, Michelle, just before maybe I go to that, I just want to maybe for your listeners say something about the social side of the president's speech. Mm -hmm. uh, because, in fact, you know, as I said, we're in the middle of the mandate. Many things have been underway. 
Uh, we have had, you know, recent, most recently, for example, a recommendation on minimum income. Um, uh, but she also highlighted the positive news that unemployment is at a record low. But she also pointed to the fact that there's a huge skills shortage, for example, in Europe. Uh -huh. And she proposed to designate 2023 the European Year of Skills uh, to put the focus on this problem and to speed up the recognition of qualifications. Uh, also for people coming from outside the EU, because we do need skilled workers uh, coming from outside the EU as well. Uh, and she announced a new initiative on mental health, which I think is uh, quite of interest here in, in Ireland. Uh, it's often considered to be the Cinderella of the health uh, uh, service. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, you know, I look, we look forward to seeing what's coming down uh, the tracks uh, in relation to that. Um, uh, but, um, I mean, in the, in, 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 when we were talking about democracy earlier, and she did uh, commit to presenting a defense of de democracy package, which, you know, is important. And in foreign policy, an enlargement, she underlined that the natural home for the Western Balkans, Ukraine, Moldova and Georgia was within the European Union. So we have this perspective of, again, another uh, quite significant enlargement mm -hmm. of uh, the EU. And indeed that will, I mean, and she alluded to this also in her speech, may require some treaty changes so she called for a new uh, a European convention, which may, you know, uh, look at things of how to do business with an even bigger uh, number of member states. Uh, you know, are our procedures and our practices and our rules fit for purpose if, if, if there is another big expansion of uh, the EU uh, in the future? So, um, you know, this always raises the prospect of a, a referendum in Ireland uh, if there are going to be treaty changes. But I mean, she has not been afraid to put that issue on the agenda, which I think is important. Now, just a word about what we do um, at uh, the European representation. Well, essentially, we are, if you like, the voice of uh, the European Commission here in Ireland. Um, we also are the eyes and ears as well. Uh, we are the eyes and ears to ensure that Brussels headquarters knows what's going on in Ireland. We provide uh, country knowledge and analysis and advice on political, economic and social developments here in Ireland to uh, President von der Leyen and the other members of uh, the College of Commissioners uh, so that uh, the Irish perspective, if you like, uh, is 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 fed into EU policy making, and uh, they are aware of how things are seen in this country. Um, we also prepare and support visits to Ireland by uh, the president and other commissioners, um, and we promote we we act as a sort of a local agent uh, in terms of having political dialogue with uh, national, regional, and local authorities parliaments, the parliament, social partners, other stakeholders, uh, such as academia and civil society. So we do quite a lot of things. Uh, we have a lot of events here in our uh, representation in Mount, St Mount Street. 
And we are also soon embarking on an energy roadshow next week, actually, already the first one in Waterford, uh, to basically bring uh, information and dialogue uh, on the whole energy situation uh, around the country. Uh, and we will have, you know, uh, various experts speaking at those events. Uh, and we look forward to meeting members of the public and other interested parties at uh, these this particular roadshow that's about to go around the country. So these are the sort of things that we do. Uh, we are a channel of information both ways between Brussels and back to Brussels. Uh, and we try to ensure, as I said, that the Irish perspective is um, uh, fed into various policy-making processes uh, in, in, in that the European Commission uh, undertakes. And I think just it's important to state that, you know, Social Justice Ireland has been privileged enough to be a part of some of those facilitated meetings with in terms of some of the fact finding missions from Brussels. And, you know, it really is a great opportunity. Uh, I don't think people realize the work that goes on to, you know, get all the information and stakeholder engagement from the national level to the European level. And I think the Energy Roadshow couldn't come at a more timely moment, really. And I think, you know, the, the breadth of work in terms of going around the country and meeting people and just, you know, it, it's such a timely topic. It's, you know, weighing heavily on people's minds. But, you know, there's also a national and an EU strategy in terms of dealing with energy and renewables. And I think it's, you know, it's really important to get that message out there. And I do recall um, David O'Sullivan um, making the point actually in your event about the, um, you know, the, I, I suppose, uh, the potential um, enlargement and what that might mean and the discussions that, you know, need to be had. And I think with, as a member of Social Justice Ireland, we engage a lot with Caritas Europa and Caritas obviously has European Union members and organizations in some of those countries that you mentioned so they're not yet members of the EU and we we see the differences both in terms of I suppose social provision how economies are structured etc so certainly I think it, it's really good to see that those discussions are going to begin to be had again at an EU level so um finally my last question to you today Barbara is what does the state of the European Union address mean for the work of you and your colleagues in the European Commission representation in the coming 12 months well I mean uh the state of the state of the Union largely sets out uh the representations work program and priorities also for the year ahead I mean, we will be communicating on all of the forthcoming uh, proposals that the president uh, announced in her speech. Um, and, uh, you know, we do this by communicating with the media and public by means of our social media, our website and our weekly newsletter, which, you know, tries to keep uh, people informed of the latest developments at European level. Um, we will also be uh, we will be following up also on initiatives that are already running, such as the Green Deal, um, uh, which you know Green Deal and digital are two of the sort of pillars of the presidency uh, of uh, uh, President von der Leyen. So we 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 don't just drop everything and only communicate on the new things. We have to keep obviously continuously keeping people informed about developments in fields where we are already uh, where already initiatives have been uh, undertaken 
Um, um, and, you know, uh, I mentioned the Energy Roadshow. Uh, we also, you know, have experts coming from Brussels uh, to Ireland uh, to meet and discuss with stakeholders. And we try to hold meetings with stakeholders when we have, you know, senior officials or commissioners in Ireland so that they can really hear from the grassroots what's going on. So once the, Europe, the, the, the Commission work programme is adopted, we normally would present it to the European Affairs Committee of the Oireachtas and try to discuss with, uh, you know, Irish uh, elected representatives uh, about uh, the, the content of the State of the Union and taking take in place their views and, and feed them back to headquarters. Um, and, you know, that is uh, any, any new legislation also coming through the State of the Union will also be uh, very much uh, in, under discussion with Irish officials here so that, uh, you know, they can help shape it whenever it's going through the legislative process. So uh, it, it basically, if, if you like, it sets an agenda for us uh, on top of an agenda we're already running. Uh, and especially in terms of the new initiatives that have been announced for the fourth for the year ahead. And it certainly is a, a busy and uh, expansive agenda. Barbara, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. As always, if you have any ideas or suggestions for our podcast, please let us know by emailing us at secretary at socialjustice.ie. Until next time, stay safe.